Today on the show, stories of times we totally delude ourselves. I have to go away and not think about this because this doesn't exist. <laughs> Kaylee is in a relationship with an entire band in her head. You dissect every message, every text, every smile that you get. And Joanna keeps exchanging messages with a guy who she rejected to be friendly. I thought it was like friendly and conversational and only recently did I realize that it was hostile. And Randy gets in trouble in the parking lot behind a library. And all of a sudden I hear crunching. Someone's walking over the car so quickly I'm trying to, I'm trying to zip up. And I get about halfway there and there's a knock on my window and then a flashlight beams straight on my crotch. You probably want to go get something to drink. We'll be right back with a brand new episode of YOY. My heart is beating, beating like an eclat. My heart is beating, you can hear it twat. Beep, 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 beep. My heart goes beep, 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 beep. This is Randy. Hey, it's Andrea. Hello, Andrea. This is YOY. I'm Andrea Stalenzi. On the line is Randy. He is a new friend of mine who works at Quiznos writing ad copy, including the campaign that he is best known for. Quizno? Quiz, yes. And, and there's just a question mark after each of those. He lets me call him at his office to catch up. We do it there because of the landline. Although... I have to keep it down. Um... I got in some trouble last time from the uh, woman in the cubicle next to me. We don't have to call you at Quiznos. I can start calling you at home or something. Well, here I am. Let's just do it. But this wildebeest of the next cubicle is, I think she overheard breast size last week. (laughs) Yeah. She complained. She's horrible. She wants to take over my role here as the uh, the funny one, the funny writer. Everyone knows that's my role, but that's the role she wants to play. She's boisterous and arrogant. I can't stand her. She could probably hear you right now, right? That's why I gotta keep my voice low. If you're just joining the show, I met Randy a few weeks ago at a bar, and he agreed to give me a review for the program. How did I look? How was my wit? What did he think of me as a potential date? Um, I, I give you a B. I give you a B. Solid B. Um, I, I thought you were fine. I thought you were overeager. I thought, um... You couldn't handle your out. Were you drinking? I just had like one drink. You were really, really lippy. I mean, you were talking and talking, yip, 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 yapping. And it sort of put me off, to be honest. I don't really like anyone who's too forward. And he said some things that people are still emailing me about. Things that made my grandma worried that I'm doing this wrong. Things that made her think I'm just never going to meet someone. Beyond that, you were very attractive for someone of your size. I thought you were... Um, you someone were, of my um, size? It's kind of stumpy. You know, I'm six foot two. How, how, tall, how tall are you? Yeah, I'm five two. Yeah. But, I mean, you, you held it well. Um, you know, some short people um, are, look dumpy, but I thought you looked um, pretty good. And there was this. You had a very clean, uh, rural smell to you. That's a compliment. That, okay. That's not. That's not a put down. That, it was like being outside on a on a beautiful spring day. 
Since then, we've made Randy a regular, and he loves being on the show. Oh, my God. It's like he started saving up his stories to tell me every time I call him. This week, he told me something new. He told me he finally listened to the show. A friend of mine burdened on a CD, and I was listening on my portable CD player when I was oh, doing exercises in my condo gym. And he's disappointed in me. And I have to say, um, truthfully, it's, you edited out a lot of things. Um, well, that's my job. We talk for an hour, and I need to make it a 20-minute segment. Yeah, but so. you edited out things that should have been left in, not only from my standpoint, but from your standpoint. Like, I remember you talking about problems with your dad and your last boyfriend and the boyfriend before that. And that no one needs um, to hear that stuff. I mean, it's about getting to know you. Yeah, but you were saying things like, you know, you, you once slept with the backup guitarist for a Things like that I find interesting, so I don't know why you would then, you tell me you would then it wouldn't go over the air. It can't be everything, so I, I have to make, you know, difficult decisions. But also, you, were, you, were, you took out a lot of nice things, I said. I mean, I did some nice things. Like I was telling you about my escort, April. She graduated um, with an English degree from Tulane. Yep. Was I telling you? Okay, listeners, I want to be totally upfront with you about my process here. I edit out a lot of me talking about stuff in my life with Randy. And I also edit out stuff where I just don't believe it. Like that part about Randy's escort going to Tulane. I mean, either he's lying to impress me or April's lying to him, and I just don't want to perpetuate the cycle. He even told me that he has a friend and he helped to get her an internship at a magazine with the initials VF. I just don't believe it. I made a similar call at this week's interview with Randy when I cut out his entire bolt bus story. You'll see why. I'm going to give you just like a small taste of it. Basically, he's talking about riding the bus home for Christmas while watching the movie Saving Private Ryan on his laptop. I was listening to it and watching it, and then a woman was complaining again because I guess her kid oversaw the scene where the soldier... Uh, gets his arm blown off, and then is, is looking for it on the beach. He's sort of stunned, you know, and dazed. So she went up to the um, to the bus driver, and the bus driver literally pulled over on 95. We were just past Delaware. Oh, my God. And he, yeah, and he came back to me, and he's telling me uh, what to do as far as what I can watch, what I can't watch, at what volume I can watch. So, because um, you're, you're still not using headphones, right? You're just, everyone can hear No, I didn't face. bring my headphones. I believed him in the moment, but when I listened back, I just stopped believing him. I mean, he's got to be making that up. I have never been on a Bolt bus where the driver just pulls the whole thing over because of one passenger. Or maybe that did happen, right? Maybe it happened, but there was way more going on on Randy's aisle of the bus than just saving Private Ryan. We will just never know what's real with Randy. But the other question is, does Randy even know what's real with Randy? How firm a grip do any of us actually have on our own reality? Today's show is about remembering those moments when you looked back and you realized, oh, that was actually nothing like the way I thought it was at the time. That was all in my head. And now I have to just go back and rewrite everything. Randy on Monday. One of the things that you edited out was, I don't know if it was last week or the week before that I mentioned, I might have mentioned it a few times, is that I have a few skills 
that I don't think anyone else have, or very few people have. Yes. Yeah, it's it's actually really... Do you remember what they were? How do you say it in your own words? Okay, well, one of, the first thing that I can do that no one else can do is I've memorized the entire script to my all-time favorite movie, Home Alone 2. Um, okay, but I have to do it fast. I know. Otherwise I forget. Where are my golf balls? Anyone see my sunblock? What's the point of going to Florida to use sunblock? I don't care if I age. I'm getting toasted. Great. Now you can be a skag with a darker shade of skin. He's jealous because he can't tan. Uh, he, he freckles. He freckles. Just connect. Hey, hey, easy on the fluids. The rubber sheets are packed. She wants to go with Ding. Behind Ding is 200 points. All right. That gives you 4,700 4, points. 200 points. All right. Honey, are you packed yet? Yes, yes. Everything I put out? Yes, yes. Oh, did you see what Grandma sent you? Let me guess. Donald Duck slippers? Close. You can do the whole movie like that? An inflatable clown to play with in the pool. How exciting. You could just keep going. You can do the burglar scene. You can do the pizza delivery scene. I can do anything. The other talent I have um, is that I can tell just by looking at someone whether they're a Chinese, a Japanese, or a Korean. And then the third talent I have is that I can put voices to... um, I can imitate lifeless uh, in, inanimate objects, you know, just say, like, I can tell you what a toaster would sound like if, if the toast was finished. Okay. What, what would a toaster sound like if the toaster finished? Well, I can't do a toaster, but I mean, it's most inanimate objects, you know, microwave or whatever, but what I specialize <laughs> in are animals. Like, if I see an animal, uh-huh. I'll get down and I'll start, um, you know, saying what they're thinking in, in that sort of voice. Well, actually, I should go back and say that when I say I can spot a Chinese, a Japanese, or a Korean, that's South Korean. I don't, I've never met a North Korean, but I'm pretty good with the rest of them. But as far as dogs, like if I'm out and I, and I see a dog uh, being walked, I can lean down and, like, if it's a small dog, I can go into a small dog's voice and then talk with the owner. And it always gets a laugh, you know, or it's a big dog, I can do that. Wait, okay, so I'm wa- let's pretend I'm walking my dog and I run well, no, into no, you. All right. Well, no, no. Let me tell you my story first. I want to hear your dog voice. <laughs> Were you going to? Okay. Okay. Do your so, story. Uh, Chris, Chris, my friend Chris was having a party, and um, this is the night after Christmas, and he asked me if I wanted to go. He said there'd be a lot of slamming girls there. I said, sure. So I went there, and I was talking to this really hot girl. And we were getting along like gangbusters. You know, we were talking about various things. We had a lot of similarities. She grew up in Maryland. She went to Montgomery College after me. She's younger than I was. Was she impressed that you live in New York City and go to musicals and stuff? Is that, is that part of your game? She was, actually. Yeah, she, she said she's a fan of musicals. She said she has seen Spider-Man, which I have not seen. I heard it's an amazing um, musical with Bono. Bono of you 2 wrote the music. Uh, Bono, right? I think it's Bono. It, and um, so we were talking about a lot of things, and she said she's in the musicals. And one of the things that she said was, I'm in the dogs. And I thought, oh, here we go. And I said, what kind of dogs do you have? And she said, I have a you know, medium-sized mutt. So I was trying to think, what does a mutt sound like? So then she turned and was talking to a friend of hers. So I went behind her at that point. She couldn't see me, and I got down on all fours. And, um, and I said to her, I'm just sniffing your butt. And she said, what? And she turned around and said, I just sniff in your butt. And at that point, instead of laughing, I could tell she had zero sense of humor. She just walked out. She <laughs> left. 
Wait, the whole wait, point we're, was that I was communicating this? as a dog would. Yeah. You know, no human would communicate by sniffing someone's butt, right? But you were. You were sniffing her butt, right? But the joke was that I was, I was her dog for that moment. So she left, and then I went up to one of her friends and said, Oh, man, I think Rebecca's upset for whatever reason. Can I have her cell phone number? And she said no. So I went to another friend. I said, uh, Can I have Rebecca's cell phone number? And she said no. So I kept going around until I found someone who hadn't seen me on the ground. And I said, can I have Rebecca's cell phone number? And she said, why? I said, um, I think there's been a family emergency. I think her father just died. Oh so God. she gave me Rebecca's number. You and did I called that? Her. I called her and left a message. Um, and she hasn't gotten back. I called her a few times. Um, I'll keep at it. I'm sure she'll get back eventually. But I do want to explain to her what, what I was doing and why she should have found it funny rather than offensive. Good luck with that. I would be terrified if I were at a party of and that what? happened to me. Of the guy on all fours going, I'm sniffing your butt. What? Do you have a dog? I do. I do. What's Please. your dog? What, what kind of dog is it? She, she's like a pit bull corgi mix. Her name's Mabel. She's wait, the best. Wait, pit bull corgi mix. I know. Okay. You can't picture those two getting together, but they did. Give me my food. Give me my food. No, Take me out for a walk. That's not her. That's definitely that's her. So if, it's a, if it's a corgi pit bull mix, that's her. She's like, rub my belly. So I'm nice hungry. to see you. I just sniff in your butt. No, that's not my dog. All right. She's so never anyway, that's, my butt. I did that, and this woman had zero sense of humor. So I left, and I was feeling kind of horny. Um, my friends like to say, Randy's feeling Randy. So I thought, what am I going to do? I can't go back to Mimim's and pleasure myself. So... I did what I did in high school and college. I rode um, and parked behind the um, public library. There's a dark parking lot back there, a gravel lot. And it's perfect because it's not like a mall. No one's going to be back there and no one's threatening to steal anything. You know, the cops never go back there. So I'm back there and I'm in Mimim's car. It's a 77 Buick Electra. And I just popped in the cassette player, um, best of Phil Collins. Are you a Phil Collins fan? Yeah, he's great. Wait, yeah. I just want to remind you that you're on the radio. That's all. I just want to throw that out there that this is people are going to hear this story wherever it's going and it's going to be part of my radio broadcast. So I'm listening to Phil Collins and my, my, my favorite song of his is Take a Look at Me Now. Do you know that song? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Take a look at me now. It's an amazing song. Um, it gives me goosebumps every time I hear it. Absolute favorite song. It has a lot of history with me. And supposedly the backstory is that Phil um, Collins saved a drowning kid's life. And then he wrote a song about that. Yeah, so he, I put in the cassette and this terrible sound system, but it has pretty good bass. So I put bass all the way up, treble all the way low. And the, the car is not loud. The music is not loud. I want to stress that, but it's thumping. It's thumping. And I lean the chair all the way back and I'm doing what needs to be done and uh, guess what you know, headlights of course yeah yeah so I thought oh I'm just going to stay here way back and hopefully they'll think no one's here so um, I'm going at it and going at it and then all of a sudden I hear a crunching someone's walking over the car so quickly I'm trying to I'm trying to zip up 
And I get about halfway there, and there's a knock on my window, and then a flashlight beam straight on my crotch. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I open the window, I roll down the window, and I said, can I help you? He said, can I help you? I said, I'm just fine. What's, what, what can I do for you? So the flashlight beam went from my crotch to his face, and it's a cop, but guess who it is? Who? Billy I don't know who Billy is. I didn't tell you about Billy. Billy and I grew up together. Um, he's now a Montgomery County cop. We, see, we, see, we were friends. He, he was a little younger than I was. He grew up on a street near where I grew up, and we used to get into a ton of mischief. I mean, we would light ping pong balls on fire. We would um, throw snowballs at old people and try to open up garage doors with you know, universal opener, all that kind of crazy thing. Well, this is great news. I mean, if it's your yeah. old friend, you're not going to end up on some sex offender registry. This is good news for well, you. Well, listen, so I, he said, what are you doing, Randy? And I said, well, Billy, what does it look like I'm doing? And, he, and then he started to laugh. He goes, i got to give you a summons. I said, you got to be kidding me. And then I told him about, I think I told you about this. I was accused of exposing myself on the F train to some woman. Did I tell you about this? Yes, you're tucking your shirt into your pleated shorts. And yeah, uh, you don't know right. how she took a photo on her cell phone camera because she was so old, she probably didn't know how to work it. But, right, um, she, was, she had to be 70, 75. What she was doing with a, 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 a... It wasn't just a cell phone, it was an iPhone. And how she knew how to work the, the um, video is beyond me. Anyway, she took video. It was eventually settled and... There was no problem, but when he said to me, I have to give you a summons, I thought, that's the last thing I need, right? I don't need to be accused of this again. And then he said, yeah, I have to give you a summons, and then he says, I'm summoning you back to my place to have a kick-a party. Now, how, how cool is that? So what he was doing was he was summoning me back to his condo to party with him. Oh, you, you lucked out. You seriously lucked out. Yeah, so I got out of the car, zipped up went into his car, went over to his place. And he has an amazing condo um, just off I-270. has every Stephen King book ever published, both hard, hard copy and paperback. Uh, every Dean Koontz book. Hmm. ton of electronics. Every room is filled to the ceiling with just everything you can imagine. You know, I, mean, I don't know where he gets this stuff, but just amazing. He has guns in there. Um, it's a really cool place. So we were drinking... Um, cinnamon schnapps all night, parting our A's off, playing video games. And I actually, I have to say that as a cop, he, he really took um, a lot of pleasure in shooting cops on video games, which I found kind of odd. <laughs> um, then we were making prank phone calls like we used to, to Chinese restaurants, to all these other places, 7-Elevens around there. Whoa, that could get him in serious trouble. I mean, well, he, he knows something to do where yeah. it's untraceable. So, like, you know, it comes up as just unavailable. But we were having an amazing time. It was it was great. Also, I just have to say, like, who drinks cinnamon schnapps? Is that like a normal thing in Maryland? Is that like a? I don't know if it's a normal thing. I mean, I think it's pretty popular, but um, it gives you a nice little zing, and um, it, has, it tastes nice. But after a few shots, you can't taste anything anyway. And the thing about cinnamon schnapps is it's usually always available um, because um, it's, I guess, the least popular vanilla and and cinnamon um, yeah. but um anyway we were doing that and we were just having a good time and um so that was that then he drove me back to the car and as the sun was coming I and mean, when i got in and we gave each other a high five 
kind of went back to Mim Mim's house. And then I just hung around the family the rest of the day. She wanted um, me to go out on some uh, errands. Uh, she she likes these uh, diabetic socks at the um, dollar store. So I went and bought a packet of those and um, bought her some food and things. But then I was there till New Year's. Um, what was your New Year's like? I'll ask you. Um, I went to my friend Jamie's, and there's a party at her apartment in Bushwick. Uh, everyone got a wig. They had a bag just full of wigs, and everyone got a wig. It was really fun. What was your wig? Um, it was like short and like black with like orange streaks in it. It was really quirky. I had bangs. What was the like, purpose of that? I don't know. It was just like fun playing pretend and looking cute, and everyone checking out each other's wigs. I don't know, it was fun. Sounds childish. What? A little childish. Hey, I wasn't playing video games and drinking cinnamon schnapps. I was drinking adult beverages. Oh, come on. That's not childish. That's, that's just getting buzzed. That's raging and having some fun, letting loose. What? This is a guy with guns in his house. This is a real deal. This isn't some pretender. Okay. So for New Year's Eve, do you want to know what I did? Okay, yeah. You sound, are you all right? I just, I just don't. I, I, every time I think we're getting to become better friends, you'll throw something in, like calling me childish. Well, and wait, I just don't know wait, where that's coming wait. from. I, I did something for you. Okay, so for every New Year's Eve for the past 10 years or so, I go to this gentleman's club in Hyattsville, Maryland called Mustangs. And it, it's an amazing top-notch place. They have an all-you-can-eat seafood buffet um, every New Year's at midnight. A woman gets on a pole and slides down as people scream out, you know, 10, 9, 8, and then at the bottom she just, she falls and then get, goes into a dance. Um, but they have a terrific seafood spread there. So I was there like I am for the past 10 years or so, and for some reason, I don't know if it was the crab cakes or the scallops, I don't know what it was, but I, it was giving me some major GI issues. So I went into the bathroom and I went into the um, handicap stall, and I'm uh, rooting and a tooting, and I, I experienced something that I haven't ever experienced. It was almost like a religious, um, epi- you know what an epiphany is? Right, yeah. What is it? Um, it's like that euphoria of discovery, that like moment yeah, where you realize exactly. something that's been there the whole time. Exactly, so I'm in, this, I'm in the handicap stall, doing my thing and it occurred to me it's like what am I doing in my life like I'm, I'm a clever guy I'm a funny guy I think I'm a good writer it was always my dream to create but I really haven't been doing much creating recently at that point it occurred to me that I have to I have to create I have to do things so uh, I decided to write a poem for you for me yeah and I was wondering if I could read it. Wait, can I just clarify? You wrote this in the bathroom for me on New no, Year's. No, no, I, I, I started thinking about it in the bathroom, oh, okay. and I finished it on the You bolt. wrote it later. Like on the bolt bus, bus right or... back. Yeah, okay. But I, what I want to do, I think that I want this to be a start of a creative phase, where instead of complaining about things that are out there, I want to create things. I think it's important to create, and I have a lot of talent, I think, for creating, and this is a start. I was wondering if I could read this poem for you. I would love to have you share a poem with me, you know, anytime you feel like it. I just really, I love the idea of encouraging you to to create and discover like that. So, yeah, let's hear it. 
out of Maryland from whence he came, comes to the big city, everyone's sort of lame. Want to meet a special girl. That should be wants. Wants to meet a special girl. Come on, baby, let's give it a whirl. Got brains, got smarts. Not looking for any old tart. Why can't they see behind my looks? That I read a lot of books? That I love music? That I love art? That I'm really, really smart? A really cool guy with a really big heart? Give me a chance and you won't regret it. Or just split, I don't care. I got me a big head of hair. And I've got plenty of clothes to wear. Come here. I want to hug you. I want to give you some homemade brew. I want to be next to you. That's it. Was that poem about me? Well, no, it's about me. But I wrote it for you. Can I write it out and send it to you? Absolutely. Can you give me your mailing address, your preferred mailing address? Um, you could just send me, could you just email it to me? I think that would be easier. I'll put it on the homepage of the website. Listen, um, we talked about Bubba Gumps, and the, I had a Groupon, and it's running out. Um, I have to use it by the end of this month, and I don't want to go alone, which I've done in my past. In the past, I've had to eat two portions of after-the-storm bucket of boat trash by myself. I'd rather not do that this time. Would you come with me before the end of this month to Bubba Gumps? I don't want to go alone. Like the night I yeah. met you, I was alone. I don't. I don't really want to. No, you weren't. That. You were with your friends. No, those weren't my friends. I was just talking to them. I went that alone whole that table night. with all those nice people. Yeah, no, I was just telling them stories. I was probably doing some of my voices, but I don't want that happening in 2014. So, will you come to Bubba Gums with me? Okay, I just, you know, I'm getting a lot of flack from our listeners for continuing to have you on the show, and a lot of people feel like... I don't understand that. You keep saying that. I'm exploiting you. um, I don't know why that would be the case. What do you mean? I mean, I'm doing this um, by my own volition. You're not forcing me to do this, You're just so honest about yourself and your world, and you're willing to kind of tell me stories that give people insight into that. And the moment people hear something personal, I think they just assume that... Why can't they see behind my looks yeah. that I read a lot of books, that I love music, that I love art, that I'm really, really smart? And I am. And I think that, you know, if I just keep talking to, and be honest um, about myself and about the world, I think someone out there will will find me. I think so, too. So, yeah, Can I ask let's, you a personal question? To... Can I ask you a somewhat personal question? Sure, yeah. What color is your secret hair? My secret hair? Yeah. Oh, there's uh, a reason that I'm asking. No, there is. What is the reason? There, I'm telling you there's a reason. Tell me what color it is. I'm not answering that. Why do you have to be so hurtful? I'm not trying to be hurtful. I just I just have boundaries here, and I'm trying to make our relationship clear. That if you're I go the, to, You're on the radio every week talking about yourself and your dating life. How, not how my that, personal how hair. Boundary? Not my secret hair. That doesn't come up. There is a reason I'm, tell- I'm asking you this question, a very good reason. Now, what is it? Will you tell me what the reason is, and then I'll consider no. answering? I'll tell you after. <laughs> no. I say, I, will very- go, I would love to go to Bubba Gumps with you, but I'm just worried you're going to put me in a position like asking me oh, those kinds of questions. Oh, come on. Come on. I think we get along. Don't, we, don't you think we get along? I do. And I, you know, I, I'm really starting to kind of rely on you as someone in my life, and I just... Oh, so when you ask me a question like that, then I just feel like this is the, for the All right, forget reason. I asked it, okay? Forget it. Yeah. Come to Bubba Gums with me. I have to use this Groupon before September 31st, okay? 
Okay. Please. All right. I want to. I want to show you the Baltimore Zoo. Was I telling you about that? This drink that'll put that'll knock your gaskets out. That'll put the zap on your brain. Yeah, you can order one. I'll just not. I'll just watch you drink it. All right, you'll get the. Um, I'm gonna be. I'm terrified to drink with you. I'm just gonna throw that out there. But you'll gonna... get the bub- Bubba's Far Out Dip. You'll like it there. I promise you, you'll like it. And you don't mind One me recording it. One day I want to take you to Mustangs, but for now I want to take you to Bubba's. You don't you'll mind if it. I record it? I'm, if if I bring my microphone and put it on the radio. That's Why would I mind? I don't know. I wouldn't mind at all. I just I, I love that. I'm just going con- like getting your consent every step of the way here, just so you know what's going on. So no one thinks like I'm exploiting me? you. Do you like me? Yes, I like you. So why do you have to be so hurtful? Because you keep on like crossing the lines here, and I'm trying to establish where our friendship boundaries are, and you I'm keep not... on breaking them. How do I know that I'm crossing the lines if I don't know where the lines are? See, that's why I want to get to know you better. Where okay. are the lines? The lines are asking. Over the lines. I won't ask you questions that will offend you, okay? Don't ask me about my breast size. Don't ask me if I'm a virgin. Don't ask me what the color of my secret hair is. Just those are the, those are my boundaries. Or things All right. Well, that remember are... I just said I pretend I didn't ask it. I didn't ask it, okay? So when I see you, uh, I'll figure out the lines not to cross, okay? Let's just have a good time, okay? But just relax. Okay. Um, okay. And let's just go out and have fun. All right, please. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. I'm actually really. Look, I've been looking forward to this for a while, and I was really you have, honored see? that you asked me. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So. Uh, we'll bubba gump it out and um, oh this woman next to me remember I was telling you about this woman in the cubicle next to me she just yeah. leaned her head over but nosy did... Nelly over there yeah oh no but she can hear you saying that now she can uh, hear I'm you talking about so okay. we'll talk okay bye bye Randy bye okay Our next story takes place at a burrito restaurant in the East Village. It's my friend Joanna's anti-lesson and what to do when you encounter someone you know in real life on an online dating app like Tinder. It turns out that being friendly is probably the worst thing you can do. We are at a burrito place. What's it called? Um, Benny's. Very authentic. We're having some nachos, waiting for dinner to arrive, and I'm going to steal a bad date story. I'm just assuming it's a bad date. It's just a guess. It's an awkward date. It's worse. I went on a date. Did you kiss him and now you don't want to see him again? No. Well, okay. <laughs> the date was weird. He was really nice. Really, like, <laughs> he was like a very nice person. What's his name? Tell us about him. I can't see his name. No, it's his just, birth name. What's his social security number? <laughs> Two. I'm just going to give him a different name. Let's say his name was Matt. And anyways, Matt was very nice. We went to the bar. He was just really, really nice, but I just wasn't feeling it. And also, he was too into me. Like, he was like, this date's going really well. Like, let's go on a day trip together next week. We're, like, in the same, commu- like, performance community, too. And so I was like, ah. And then the next day, I was like, you know what? I can't. 
I'm just not feeling it. So I texted him the next day and was like, because he was texting me being like, how was your yoga class this morning? Are we going on this day trip next week? And this was like literally 12 hours after we left each other. Oh, oh and also at the end of our date, he said, let's kiss, which was the worst because it wasn't like, can I kiss you? It was like, let's kiss. And then and it puts it. me in a position. Yeah, we always do that. I know. <laughs> I know. It puts me in a position where I either have to be like, no <laughs> or just kiss him like you have to be very it was like an imperative you know what I mean can't you just say no thank you now I would I was so new to dating so I was so new to dating I didn't know better I thought I owed everybody dating. isn't this like last week no 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 this was like in the spring oh, okay. but I had something weird okay so anyway now I'm just breaking hearts left and right um so then a couple weeks pass and I'm like man that was the first time that I've ever been on one date with someone and was like, nope. And also I kept hearing about him because like I said, we're in the same performance community. Wasn't he shorter than, like, shorter than you? Uh, yes. Does that matter? How much does that matter? It actually matters to me a lot. I hate to say it. It's fine. I don't like people taller than me. Oh, really? Only yeah. like two inches, no more. The last guy I dated was 6'5", and I... It was the best. Anders? Anders was 6'5". Really? He would pick me up and carry me around the apartment so I could see what it looked like from his height. <laughs> and I was like, I remember I was like, oh my god, you can see the top of the refrigerator! <laughs> I've never seen that before! So anyways, I like Was he big guy. in every way? <laughs> Does the curtain match the drapes and the rugs? <laughs> You weird perv. Anyway, no answer. I'm trying to respect what we had. It was sacred. It wasn't. I mean, it was good. I guess what I'm saying is, what does the top of the refrigerator look like? Oh, it was dirty. He was. Anders is a lovely person. We don't need tall guys. Okay, fine. So, anyways. You know, I wasn't feeling it, but then I like, I felt bad and I was like, oh, I'm probably going to run into him again. And I always do this thing. I'm like, everything has to be resolved and everyone has to like me. So I texted him and I was like, hope you're doing good or something. And then was like, let me know if you ever want to grab a friendly drink. I don't know what I was doing. I don't know why I did that. And then like, I would sign off of OkCupid and sign on and like, I would go on these like fast these okay cupid fasts where I would be off for like months or no more like weeks and then come back on and so anyways he awkwardly was like I wasn't expecting to hear from you and I texted him and I was like haha sorry I felt like I was rude uh bye and it was just terrible and then he would see that I would be back on okay cupid and he texted me and was like back on okay cupid again huh and that's that's the thing I thought it was like friendly and conversational and only recently did I realize that it was hostile I literally just realized that two days ago anyway okay so then does he have no pride like you don't do that if you have any pride so this is where it gets really bad so then okay I'm just making the rounds so then I signed on to Tinder and I was you have to explain what Tinder is Tinder is where you just see people's photos and you just either accept them or reject them from a single photo. You just see one picture and you're like, yep or nope. And it actually stamps the word nope on their face if you swipe to the left. So I saw his photo. You know, like I do it when I'm like, yeah, I do it when I'm like about 
to fall asleep or whatever. And I was like, haha, oh, there's Zach. Yep. And it was meant to just be like, whatever. And also, if he didn't like me, it wouldn't even show up. So then he Wait, sim- you said, yep, then? Yeah, I don't know. I thought it would be like friendly. I know. Yeah, Tinder so isn't even a dating site, it's a hookup site. It's yeah. a site where for the oh, first it's like question. It's Tinder for straight people. I yes. And, the, and it's like the first question I'll get from guys on Tinder is, do you want to be friends with benefits? That is the first question I get on that site. It is not for just friendly. I think you would want to be friends in the first place. I don't know. Benefits is We're one th- thing, but like friends is deeper. They should just say, do you want to be benefits? <laughs> We're, <laughs> We're both in comedy, so I just was like, let's just dive into the weirdness. You know what I mean? So anyways, then he messages me and he says, wait, really? Liking me on Tinder now? And, and I wrote, oh, yeah. ha, 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 sorry, I guess I'm a weirdo, because I instantly sensed, I was like, oh, that was stupid. I thought it would be friendly. Can you un them? No. Then he wrote, sure are. And I wrote, it's a role I'm comfortable with. I'm just making the rounds. And then he wrote, I guess I just don't understand. And so then I wrote I back. You so much. I know. So then I wrote back, I'm sorry, my intention was to be friendly, but I realized that I probably seem rude or misleading. I apologize. And he wrote, yeah, if I came across a girl on Tinder that I had rejected, I probably wouldn't swipe right. Oh my god. It was wow. so mean. Wow. Wait, I just have to say though that I think you messed this up. I yeah. did mess it up. I'm sorry, I think you're I know you did mess it up, but that doesn't mean that people have to create more badness in the world. Anyway. What is the lesson? What were you, what are you gonna do differently moving forward? Give up on love. I think the the lesson is about what to do when you find people that you know on dating sites. Right. And how to, like, what is the proper etiquette. Keep your eyes down. Block, block, block. Yeah. Maybe block, block, block. But sometimes when I, like, am matched with, like, a very good friend, the only thing I can do is just, like, send them a bunch of messages and be like, hello, I guess we're a match. Oh, my God. Just to, like, ease the tension. But I did that with somebody who I'm not really that good of friends with, like, kind of. And I was like, oh, my God so weird to see you here like oh, la, la, la. and then I thought you know and then they sent me back a message that was like hey yeah so like uh, we should get together sometime and I was, I was like oh no that's not what I meant was I basically did exactly yeah on OKQ but I think I, I did exactly what you did yeah yeah where I was like hi yeah and they were like this is a dating site hi means let's hook up let's yeah. hook up yeah ultimately I want to be friends with everyone to a fault and that's what I wanted from this and it made everything awkward it's like, it's ju- this is just like everybody learning these new technologies as they like manipulate with each other's emotions. You know what I mean? It's like, let's learn how to use this app. And every time we like play around with it, we're just going to like hurt feelings, raise expectations, like beep, 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 beep. It's like ridiculous, you know? Wait, can you show it to me? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. I, I do a lot of tendering. Sorry, I keep on opening the wrong dating app. I just opened two wrong dating apps. I have so many dating apps right now. You do a lot of dating. I do. Not actually going on dates, just swiping, no. What happened with that guy that you were hanging out with at the event we went to? Oh, yeah. Swipe no. I would totally swipe no on that guy. It was an easy no swipe. I didn't like anything about him. Yeah. Agreed. Me neither. I was only going to tell you after I knew that you weren't going to go for it. You're you're too nice. So, Jonathan, 29. (laughs) No. Ian, 36. No. No. Wait, no. Oysters? Wait, you want to say yes Why were there oysters? oysters? Yeah, <laughs> and you said no. You can't hide your first photo with some oysters. That's well, not okay. That's such a good Wait, there's, 
Are those no, headphones? No. No. Look at the, no, that was sunglasses. Oh my god, he has a baby. <laughs> no. Say yes. I said no to the baby already. He's cute. Say yes to him. Let's see what else I can see about him. We have a mutual my, interest. He likes Thought Catalog babe. and PBS. I like him because I, like I have a thing I for like black lot. guys. You guys. <laughs> he, says, he says, fortune favors the bold. I do it for the story. That means he'll let me record him on the date, right? Totally, yeah. totally. Swipe. He'll do it for the story. We're going to swipe right. Yes? I'm yeah. saying yes. Oh my God, it's like you're married. <laughs> <laughs> Mustache. <laughs> Mustache is a deal breaker. Sunglasses. <laughs> Too dramatic. <laughs> Facial hair and dog. Really? Topless. Ew. American flag. Motorcycle. <laughs> oh wait, this guy and I have a lot of shared friends. Oh my god, this is the guy. You said no to him? Oh, no, I haven't said no yet. I went to college with this guy. He looks cute. Yeah, he looks no. cute. No. He was on an MTV show called Yo Mama and he won. What is the show? You have to do Yo Mama jokes in like a battle method and he won. I'm, gonna, yes. I'm just going to say yes to see if he says yes to me back. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, no, we matched! Oh, no! Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, he already said yes to you. He already said yes to me. Oh, that's so cute. Fun! Wait, he looks so... Wait, who? This guy? He looks kind of cute. We went to college together. It's a relationship. Oh, no, I have a new boyfriend. Guys, I have a boyfriend now. He was on television like five years ago. You love television. <laughs> okay, now we're gonna eat dinner. Bye. Churn out the base of my chest. A body never forgets. A body never forgets. I think when you give me that look, that, that look could begin a long book. And I feel so. Gale, and the gale comes to buffet our sails, and I feel so. We met my 21-year-old friend Kaylee a few weeks ago. She's the one who got involved with this cool rock star when she was 18, only to find out that he had some baby mama drama going on. She is the host of the radio show Beast in the Airwaves on WFMU. It's every Friday from 9 a.m. to noon, and it's awesome. You should listen. This story goes a bit deeper into our theme of self-deception. And to avoid drama, we've changed the names of all the real people and the bands in this story. I uh, met this girl named Nara, and she she kind of, I don't know, she had like an undefined role in the all-ages DIY Brooklyn music scene. Um, but now that I kind of think about it, I guess she was a heavily involved groupie, is what I'm going to say she was. So 
she invited me to go to an all-ages show with her, uh, which I had no idea what that meant. This is before I ever knew what the word DIY meant, uh, before I had ever been to any music show that wasn't, like, a legit Damien Rice. Can't take my eyes off of you. Or PJ Harvey. Or They Might Be Giants concert. Before the, even the word venue was like even registered in my brain as a word that existed. I got really dressed up. I wore like a silk, like tube top type shirt and like nice pants and I did my makeup for like three hours. I had never worn like eye makeup before that. I had my mom do like smoky eye. <laughs> on me i didn't i had like multicolored hair but i tried to make it into like the side bang like cool scene looking thing oh i got really dressed up i was really clean and nice i was at this club in bushwick totally grimy disgusting basement with full filled with like 200 people it could not fill 200 people and everyone was like total like metalhead like gross long hair doc martens uh the whole deal i was totally overdressed ridiculously overdressed you know I, I was really psyched about it it was like you know a scene in like one of those like 80s teen movies where she goes to her first like cool party and she's like oh my god everyone's drinking beer it's so crazy <laughs> it was like the first time you'd ever walked into hot topic <laughs> yeah like oh so hardcore everything's black i found my people <laughs> yeah they understand me and i thought it was so cool not even the beer part i don't even think i saw the beer i was more thought it was cool that everyone was sweating from moshing so much that they had a giant like um jug of water that they were passing around i thought that was really cool i was like that giant shared jug of water i got like kicked in the head for the first time in my life is great um I, and I totally like claimed that I hooked up with a guy at the show who actually had just kissed me on the cheek after trying to like bump and grind on me, but I was blocking him from doing so because I was trying to slow dance with him to this stoner rock because that was my idea of like a hot night with a boy in the club was slow dancing. <sighs> so the band is Total Chaos. That's the name of the band, Total Chaos. Very popular band in the scene eventually would go to tour with vampire weekend very sort of a big deal and they knew it they knew they were a big deal the son the the bass player was the son of a very very famous actor who lives in park slope uh ooh, yeah <laughs> so they were all like total stoners they had long hair it was gross none of them were particularly good looking and they all kind of were grimy and like you know stoner rocker dudes um, I thought they were beautiful. This developed into like a, I had a crush on all of them. I could not decide which one of the front people I had a bigger crush or a crush on and who I wanted to hold hands with the most. <laughs> and uh, I did not like their music at all. It was prog rock and I did not like it, but I went to every single show and I would talk to them and like, try to make them see how I was really cool, which was a plus when I got my radio show because then I was really cool <laughs> to everybody. I had a song called Oh, oh You Horny Monster. 
I did not like it, but it was like their anthem that everyone knew. Like everyone was singing vocally, singing the the bass riffs too, because they knew it so well. Can you sing it right now? Oh yeah, totally. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> it was like this is the riff. Okay, it started out like. And then have a drum beat, and then go like. They then put out a video of them singing it a cappella in like a group. Like they were all, the band was sitting there and they sang their parts a cappella. And that's what I was like, wow, they're so quirky and cute. And they're doing this little like you know, offbeat acapella, like, that really makes them seem like real human beings. I love them. And then also, when I would go to their shows, what would always be on in between sets would be, like, you know, the album Doolittle by the Pixies and stuff, cool music like that, the Violent Femmes. <laughs> but then some Black Flag mixed in. So that was kind of what I grew up with at first. That was my first impression of cool people. So what happened was I just couldn't decide out of, out of these two front men which one was the one I was going to go for. I kind of went back and forth like, oh, this one was nice to me. This one smiled at me at the show. This one invited me to the meetup, which means that he's inviting me personally. And then Nero would always show up and be cooler and, you know, sound smarter and have, you know, be more in tune with like the, like what was going on in the conversations. And I just was eventually just very angry. <laughs> thought was was jealous, like as if she had stolen my boyfriends from me, but I had no relationship with, relationship with them whatsoever. I hated their band. <laughs> and this was all just like a figment of my imagination, a thing I made up. <laughs> self-realization happened basically then on my radio show after i had been playing them for like almost a year i eventually stopped playing them and i eventually started telling people like when in conversation that i did not like their band that their band sucked i had to break up with them in my head can we do a head breakup together how does that go down so you're in this relationship in your head because you dissect every message every text every you know, smile that you get when you see them in person that you then compare to the text you got from them the day before. You're like, these two together make something real spicy. That's the relationship in your head is like just like comparing all these moments and being like, wow, they all mean something to me. <laughs> and then coming up with your own responses, which they're then your part of the relationship. <laughs> and then, um, and then, you know, like I said, you come to, you have like a self-realization moment and then you're like, I have to go away and not think about this because this doesn't exist <laughs> and I'm being ridiculous. Because you never locked in on one member of the band, would you imagine a date with the whole band. Would you imagine the whole band talking about you amongst each other? Totally. You know, because I, while I wasn't really aware of anything, I was aware of what it was like to be a public figure at that point and what it was like to be a personality within this, you know, quote, scene. So I would totally imagine this awesome band that everyone would, like, listen to whatever they wanted to say 
being like, oh, like, Kaylee's really cool. Like, even if they weren't saying anything, just like, Kaylee's awesome. She's pretty cool. So, yeah, I would totally imagine them doing that. Totally. Do you think this could have been a self-protection mechanism that stopped you from dating people that would have actually dated you back or been a bad influence in your life at the time? Yes, because I am very proud of myself because throughout this whole thing, no matter how stupid or crazy it sounds, I did not blow them. You know, I did not go too far with them. I did not kind of sacrifice my own dignity to get them to like me. I was just kind of a fangirl. And then I was very honest about how much of a fangirl I wasn't afterward. (laughs) So it was. It was like, I made friendly with everybody. I did not put myself in danger. I learned how to kind of feel out situations and not be in danger and not be mixed up in a relationship that will probably not end up being good. (laughs) Because I didn't end up dating them at all. Like, I would never date them. Even now, even now I see them as, you know, young adults and I'm like, no, sorry, never. It sounds very evolved. It sounds like you thought you created this fiction so you could you could make it through that time in your life. Yeah, I think I needed it because I didn't feel cool a lot of the time in my head. I was like, wow, I'm really cool. I'm like with this band and like they like me and like this cool girl likes me. Like, I'm so cool. And I needed that, like, moment to be like, I am, I am awesome. I am awesome. 14-year-old me who doesn't know anything. (laughs) It was my introduction into the world that I am currently in right now. Now for another guest we've heard from before. Do you remember this guy? I feel like I've been used for physical means. That's something that all girls realize that they can get from me. It was a cool idea when I was like 18, but like now I don't, it doesn't appeal to me really like I want somebody to respect me. (laughs) That's my friend Dave who had this 100% honesty thing going on with me the other day. We talked about the most insane way a person can deceive themselves. And that's when picking out a match on an online dating website, like OkCupid. So I kind of, I hadn't, I work a lot, you know, and I hadn't been meeting anybody. So I was like, oh, let me try this out. And uh, a little dry spell, you know. And so I met two girls from there. One of them was really weird and like super depressed all the time. And she was like a former like crackhead. But she had become a really religious Jew and worked in a temple. And I'm Jewish by, I mean, by... Uh, you know, racially, I'm not a religious guy. And uh, so, you know, we had that in common, I guess. But she was like weird, you know, she only wore skirts, you know, even like to the gym, she'd have to wear like a skirt. And uh, we had fun just kind of hanging out, getting to know each other a little bit. And then like I went to her place and I just never felt like I wanted to make a move because her life just seemed so depressing. And I didn't want to like, I was trying to make my life better. And I felt that if I was going to get involved with someone with such a depressing life, it would make my life more depressing, you know? So I just never really made a move with her, and it kind of petered off. And just, you know, she didn't like the fact that I didn't make a move. And, like, I was down to keep hanging out, but she didn't want to be friends. We never had that discussion. It was just became obvious. On OkCupid, is a little crazy a plus? Because you're like, this girl looks a little crazy. This could be fun. Uh, it's a very fine line on OkCupid. In real life, it's a plus, 
but on okay on the internet i think it's a very fine line like if you're coming across as crazy online then to me that seems like because online you can completely control for the most part your whole how you're perceived so if you come across as a little bit crazy then that means you're probably really 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 crazy so it's kind of a red flag i think <laughs> a little but even even so like to, to be honest and this is just personally like I like a little crazy, so if I see that, I'm like, oh, maybe she actually is just a little crazy, and then you realize, of course, she's not. She's really crazy. <laughs> what do you mean by you like a little crazy? Like, tell me how that how that plays out. Um, I guess I just like sometimes when somebody is an emotional wreck that has no control of herself. <laughs> I don't know. Not all the time. Every once in a while, it's exciting. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't seek like. Uh, craziness in my life but every once in a while it's fun if somebody you know has quirks okay let's hear about okay cupid girl number two okay okay cupid girl number two um she was cool too we met went we saw skyfall james bond movie (laughs) it was good um but like we were we like ended up sleeping together and like you know we still were kind of getting to know each other and stuff and like right in the middle of it she was like, oh, I really like you. And that just really turned me off. Not that I didn't want her to like me, but it's just when she said it and how, and I wasn't ready for that yet. You know, like I didn't really know if I really liked her. Like I liked her because I'm not, you know, I'm definitely not a promiscuous guy. Like I don't, you know, I have to like somebody if I'm going to sleep with them. But like I didn't really have like really like these strong feelings that I felt the overwhelming urge to tell her, you know, right then. And so when she said that, like kind of just bummed me out a little bit and it was really, I didn't want to see her anymore after that and I like didn't handle it the right way you know like I could have been honest with her but instead I just like didn't really answer her text messages and stuff like maybe the first couple I did but like took a really long time you know and I'm not condoning this behavior and this kind of thing is happening to me right now and so that's why I don't feel too bad about it so I'm like, well you know I maybe deserve it you know you get what you give Dave is an engineer at WFMU, and his band is called Trash Ride. I'm Andrea Salenzi. This is YOY. You can subscribe to our podcast by visiting yoyradio.com. I also have links for where you can listen to and download all of the music from the show. Right now, I'm looking for stories about Valentine's Day and IUDs. The more bloody and painful, the better for both. I also want to hear some astrology stories. I'm Andrea at freemusicarchive.org, and I want to hear it all. Our podcast artwork is by Tote Master Greg Harrison at gregcircanow.com. Special thanks to everyone who's emailed Randy. We love your emails. He sent me a lot of your notes, the nice ones, the not so nice ones, and they're great. We want to actually read them on a future show. So in the future, please include your first names and your phone numbers if you want to call back and the city you live in. Randy's email again is numberonelover lover 453 at yahoo.com. That's 
This is WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope in Rockland County at 91.9 FM and online, WFMU.org. Wait, so take me take me into the bedroom. <laughs> uh, if you want, if if I'm gonna be if we're gonna divulge all information in my 100% honesty thing that I've going on, it wasn't a bedroom. It was my office at my studio. <laughs> but it's comfortable. It's like a couch and stuff. <laughs> are, are you the casting couch guy? I just need to know. No, that's not me. <laughs> um, wait, so... Okay, so you guys take me to the couch. <laughs> take me to the couch. At what point did she say, I think I really like you? Like, wh- where are you guys? During sex, missionary. I was on top of her unexciting missionary position, which was another reason, you know. Not that I have... I like all positions, but, you know, if you're going to tell me you like me, it better be doing something good, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, I'm just feeling so bad for this girl. No, she's fine. Okay. If you, if you could go back and do that differently, what would you do different? Um, I probably just would have uh, been honest about not wanting to see her anymore rather than, you know, shining her on, which is rude. I always think, is there something I could say that could ruin this thing? And the answer is yes. If you are having a first hookup with someone, do not look into their eyes and say, I really like you. Yeah. Or if you really just want to burn it to the ground, do that. Yeah, if you, want it to, if you want to burn it to the ground, then say that, and they'll just freak that person out. Or it could backfire, and they could be like, I really like you too, and then you don't really like them, and then it's weird. But that probably wouldn't happen. Yeah, so pro tip, if you want it to end or if you don't <laughs> want it to end, either do that or don't do that.